welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me, as always, is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? It's going so good. So good. So good. Today, we are chatting about Dear Enemy by Kristen Callahan in today's episode. But first, mom, what have you slash we been watching? Oh, my gosh. We just watched all... Of the first season of Sweet Magnolias. I always want to call it Steel Magnolias. Yes, but that's not it. <laughs> um, it's that. It's a new Netflix, newish Netflix series that's based on a romance series by Cheryl Woods. Um, we sign me up to be one of their friends. Yeah, these gals are hitting hot guys <laughs> left, right, and center. Serious. <laughs> well, I just want to move to this town where like there's these big strapping men everywhere who are just like. Yes, please let me love you and yes. be amazing. And, Seriously, a lot, um, of, a lot of angsty teenagers, but there are. But <laughs> the, all teenagers are angsty, <laughs> and I even liked all the angsty teenagers. Um, it was cute. It's it not cute. like amazing, but it there's a lot of like swoony stuff in it. it gave and, us the feels. Yeah, and it was sweet. Um, what else have we been watching? We watched Palm Springs, which is a like rom com kind of... Diff- it's not like laugh out loud funny. It's a little darker. It than- is, but I would still call it a rom-com. Definitely. Because it's, it's well, like... Maybe Sandberg. Yeah, and it's core, um, core component, I would say, is like the romance in it. Yes, definitely. I would definitely call it a rom-com. Yeah. But it's not like... Light and Yeah, easy and you breezy. kind of expect the Lonely Island guys to do something like silly and, and it is it has silly moments, yes, definitely. For sure. But it's... Um, it's also a little crasser than like most romantic comedies that we're used to talking right. about. But um, we liked... I, I liked it It's a got lot. Groundhog Day vibe. Definitely. But it's fun. Yes. Um, yeah, and I really liked... I mean, it's... I've I've always loved Andy Samberg, like even pre SNL. I don't want to be one of those, but I liked but him she is. before he was on SNL. Um, but like I've never been as attracted to him as I was in this movie. He was, and he was pretty um, like depressed the whole movie. Yeah, I know. I don't know what that says about me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was I he do. was really doing it for me in this movie. Um, he had like a devil may care kind of. Laissez-faire. Well, because of the premise of the movie. Yes, basically. Um, and it was working for me. Uh, anything else? I've been re-watching some Community on my own. Um, what? You're watching something without me? I know, that's so, so rude, rude of me. But I don't We've been think... watching some Letterkenny. Yeah, we've been, been watching, watching a lot of Letterkenny with my dad. My husband's into that one. Yeah. Um, I, think I don't think that's about it. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if, you, if any of those sound good, check them out. Let us know what you think. Um... Okay, today we are talking about Dear Enemy by Kristen Callahan. Um, as far as I can tell from Goodreads and from like websites and things, I didn't look too much on her social media. As far as I can tell, it's a standalone, but I have a hard time believing that there are characters in this book that are not getting a book of their own. Because seriously. Because he better. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. I don't care about certain siblings getting their own book because certain siblings yeah, can, you yeah. know, shove it, which we'll talk about. Um, but North needs a book. North needs a book. Yeah. Okay. Here's the back cover description for Dear Enemy. 
As kids, they hated each other. Macon Saint was beautiful, but despite his name, Delilah knew he was the devil. That he dated her slightly evil sister, Samantha, was no picnic either. When they broke up, it was a dream come true. Delilah never had to see him again. Ten years later, her old enemy sends a text. Delilah's sister has stolen a valuable heirloom from Macon, now a rising Hollywood star, and he intends to collect his due. One problem, Sam has skipped town. Sparks still sizzle between Macon and Delilah, only this heat feels alarmingly like unwanted attraction. But Delilah is desperate to keep her weak-hearted mother from learning of her sister's theft. So she proposes a deal. She'll pay off the debt by being Macon's personal chef and assistant. It's a recipe for disaster, but Macon can't stop himself from accepting. Even though Delilah clearly hates him, there's something about her that feels like home. Besides, they're no longer kids, and what once was a b bitter rivalry has the potential to be something sweeter. Something like forever. Okay, Mom, what did you think of Dear Enemy? Ellen, I think I loved this book. I think I will give this one a love as well. I had one little problematic, teensy-weensy, insignificant little thing that kind of yeah. grated on me. But, um, and I'm sure you'll ask me about it, and yeah, I'm I sure will. we'll talk about it. Yeah. But overall, this was a love. Yeah, I think I will give it a love. Uh, we kind of talked about how we both had the same quibble. Um, there's one other thing. Well, it's not even. It's just kind of like a, eh, I could have, this could have been different and I would have liked it. But, um, but yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I think I, I loved this book. It was, there's a lot of good banter. The banter was awesome. Enemies to lovers. And it's very um, snarky. Yeah. Like, both of them are very snarky, and it was fun it's to read. It's pretty hot. It's pretty steamy. Uh, <laughs> certain bathtub steamy scenes. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, that and, was a thing. <laughs> and things like that. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think this one gets a love for me, and we'll talk about some of the reasons. Well, I, yeah, and I, I don't even know if I can pinpoint like a reason why it gets love, but I just enjoyed it. Um, I thought their particular brand of enemies to lovers was, you know, good and good. believable. Yeah. And a little different than like some of what we're used to dealing with. Um, and there was like a lot of baggage to their enemies ship. Oh, that's not a word, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, we'll talk about that. Um, okay, Mom, what did you think of Delilah as our heroine? I really liked Delilah. I liked, um, well, like I said, I liked how snarky she was. Yes. Um, I liked her loyalty, even though People I wanted to smack it. her. <laughs> well, she came around when it needed to happen, and I think she... Mm, we'll talk about that. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about the sister. The sister. Hmm. Later on. Um... No, I I uh, I really liked her, and I liked how loyal she was to her family, and yeah. uh, you know she was dealing with the whole thing of being adopted, and yeah, you know turned out to be a non-issue, but you know kids have weird yeah. issues. Yeah, um, yeah, I really liked her. I uh, liked how she was not ever going to get pushed around by him. Um, I loved. The food references in this book, yeah, where it made you want to eat. It made me want to eat. Have her come cook for me. Yeah, you can tell that we're on a diet right now because I'm just like. Well, so was he, and oh. she was cooking him all this stuff, and I'm like, well, that sounds delicious. Yeah, um, 
yeah, I really liked her. I liked, um, I liked how she kind of took this trauma, for lack of a better word, from their childhood and used it to kind of propel her forward in her life. In her life, yeah. Um, and how it made her kind of a fighter and how, you know, she just kind of never backed down from, from him when they were kids and when they were adults. And, um, and yeah, she's got insecurities, which I think, uh, Kristen Callahan did a good job of, like, giving foundation to and making you understand where they come from. Um, and so, yeah, I really liked her. And, um, Well, especially since Macon was now, like, this big Hollywood star, and I think that he was not surrounded by, I think, but a lot of people in that business tend to be yes men. and, uh, and Yes, <laughs> and they do. Just kind of tell you what you want to hear all the time. And so for her to come in and just be like, oh no, and just well, kind of put him in his place over and over and over again. Well, and the was, fact that he was like into it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was pretty charming and delightful. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Macon as our hero? Um... I didn't like Macon very much in, in the, the beginning, beginning. <laughs> which is, I think, what we're supposed to feel. Yeah. He, I mean, as she describes them as kids, he was awful. Yeah. And, um, but then, of course, you find out more of his backstory and you kind of understand some, kind of, I don't, I still don't understand why he was as horrible as he was. Yeah, but. we're going to talk about some of that, too. Okay. Um, but, yeah, he's, uh... She, I mean, she gives herself quite the task because he is awful and, um, he doesn't even ever, I mean, he can't even fully explain some of why he was such a jackass, right? It's a lot of, I was a messed up teenager who was angry at the world. And I did stupid things. Yeah. And, you know, whether or not that's a good enough excuse is up to, you know, the well, QZ. I am a huge proponent of we're not going to hold people forever in their life accountable for things they did when they were stupid teenagers. teenagers. Yes. Um, yeah, he's a doll, but it does take us a while to, f- to figure that out. And, um, okay, let me ask you this, because I, I kept trying to, because it's, well, I feel like it is, but... It's not, it's because when they're kids, it's not like it's an unrequited love thing, right? And he's just angry. Like, I don't even think he knew that he was into her when they were younger. It's just that he, like, kind of had this weird fire with her and mistook it for anger. But it was really, like... Well, I think it was all that whole thing of... Bad attention is better than no attention whatsoever. And so he was always egging her on and egging her on just because he liked getting a rise out of her. Yeah. And um, I don't think at the time he realized it was because he had any kind of feelings for her. I don't even know if when they were teenagers he would call it feelings, but he saw her as a good, strong person and used that to motivate him forward later on, as we found out. But, um, and then her sister was just safe because everybody just left him alone and he yeah. didn't want to get in a relationship with anybody and so he just had this like milk toast girlfriend that he didn't really have any feelings for. Yeah. But would you, is that like the same thing that you got was that he didn't have feelings for her when they were kids as much as he just I don't know, he had feelings about her. <laughs> I don't know. 
Well, you know, like I said, I think... Uh, I think it's the prom. I think it's the prom and, like, what happens there. And then the fact that they leave. And, you know, we find out that he sends her this letter. I think maybe that is kind of when he paused and was like, uh, maybe I do care about her more than well, I, I care thought. that I hurt her feelings is bad. Yeah. Or that her feelings got hurt, I should say. Yeah. Um, when he does realize that he doesn't just have pure animosity for her when when they're adults um he does get pretty dang sweet he does yeah um and and i think he recognizes how awful he was being and he saw this as an opportunity to not be awful yeah but um but it is fun to watch their progression well and he still can't help himself but like be awful to her sometimes because yeah it's like you said it's any attention from her is better than... Well, he even says, he says he likes to see the fire in her eyes rather than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So they're both dealing with some different kinds of childhood trauma and insecurities. Um, what did you make of their individual journeys with that and kind of who it made them as people and as these two people that end up falling in love? I thought they were good journeys. I... Um... You know, they came from very different backgrounds. He came from a very broken, I don't even, I mean, I guess his parents were still together, but it was a very broken relationship and yeah. a very broken home. And they didn't and very show abu- him any sort of... Yeah, and very abusive relationship. And Because um, he even says, like, even his mom, who, like, wasn't horrible to him, like, never said I love you to him or anything like that. Yeah. And um, his dad, it sounds like he got physically abusive but um well, as he even, got, it seems like as he got well no i thought he said he hit him at some point yeah he, he did hit him and he yeah. held him under the water oh, and yeah, did all kinds right. of terrible stuff um there. and then you know emotionally abusive in addition to and then when he became a big star his dad wanted his money yeah screw you dad yeah. well and because he ended up with all his mom's money, money too yeah, which was a lot of money yes it was um because we can never not have a rich hero please no they have um to be filthy rich by the way we need to also talk about the fact that he was on basically game of thrones yeah that's what i was like. <laughs> this sounds like game of thrones and i am in he's basically Jon snow <laughs> um, anyway childhood insecurities and trauma um yeah, so, um, and, you know, she, Delilah, didn't really know about any of this. Um, she just knew that her mom was always willing to kind of let him hang out because I think her mom could tell that yeah, things yeah. were not good at home. Bad at home. Um, and then her trauma was brought on by him, for the most part. By him. Well, and her sister, her yeah. sister, even reading about the background, I was like, your sister is an awful person. And when he's being douchey to you, the fact that she doesn't stick up for you, right there. Do you want to share your early prediction? Yeah, my early prediction. Well, I didn't realize, you know, I thought maybe her sister. Okay, so here's how it goes. They give us the background. Yeah. And then after the prom, and yeah. they, then her and her sister Sam and Macon break up. Yep. And he says he never wants to have anything to do with the Baker girls. With the Baker girls anymore. And she said, and she even said, she's, it was really good for our relationship. My sister and I became really close. Yeah. And so that's kind of where we were. Yeah. Um, and then you get this idea that her sister's kind of 
flighty flighty and and smarmy and yeah and um and she stole this watch she stole the watch from macon that he really it was his mother's watch and he really wanted it back yeah um my i was thinking well maybe she did this all on purpose because she could see that macon really had feelings for her sister and she was trying to figure out a way to get the two of them together somehow and I said that you were giving him too much, you were giving Sam too much credit. And I was right. You were right. And I was wrong. And Ellen just wants me to publicly say, Ellen was right. I was wrong. Um, yeah. But as I, we got more into the story, I realized, yeah, she's just an awful person. Yeah. Um, but Macon was pretty awful to her also, in addition to her sister. To Sam? Yeah. Well, yeah, in addition to Sam. Um, he was awful to Delilah, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, he was awful to Delilah. <laughs> and, okay, here's one of my quibbles. It's a quibble. I didn't love that he still called her tater tot. Well, I think if she... She did at first say, don't call me that. But then she never said that again. And I think if later on, if she had said... Don't Stop call, calling me that. That he would have stopped. But, you know, when he explains why he calls her tater tot... But it's, yeah, yeah, but it's like too little too late. And especially in the beginning. And it, and she has a lot of trauma yeah. connected to that name. Yeah. And it was so sad when they were like throwing them at her at her pretty dress and, and all that. Prom. Um anyway. So I didn't like that. But um But like I said, I did appreciate that she was able to you know, it still gave her a lot of insecurities, especially as they're starting a relationship. Because he's the one that gave her all these freaking insecurities. Um, but I do appreciate... And she calls him out on that. Oh, like, yeah, Like, I'm having a hard time, and it's your fault. So you gotta let me go. Let's go slow. Yeah. I need to be cool with this. And he even gets it, kind well, of. Well, he... Well, when... At first. Yeah. And then when he... When she tells him, like, I still have a lot of insecurities, and a lot of them come from, like, what you what you said to me and he it's when they're trying to like get together and he's gutted i was like mm, that's kind of sad but also <laughs> but like also you true. do need to give her <laughs> you do need to give her some time um but yeah and so uh yeah so it was just it was interesting and it and it was also interesting she be, you know she held a lot of resentment towards him especially in the beginning um for what, how he treated her. But then as she starts, I don't think, well, the way he was treated and the things he went through are not an excuse no. for how he treated her. But I do think it's important that she does start to get kind of bits and pieces along the way of, of what he had been through so that she well, can kind of understand him and... And he was very broken and insecure because of the treatment he was getting at home. Yeah. And he tended to take that out on her because he liked riling her up. Yeah. Um, you know. Ellen, she was able to forgive him. I think we should be able to, too. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be rough. Um, okay. What did you think of their particular, which we've kind of touched on, so I don't know why I put this question in here, but what did you think of their particular enemies to lovers journey? Um, I I understood it. Yeah. I liked that she just didn't flop over and, and... Even though her body wanted her to. <laughs> yes, as we heard many yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she didn't just 
like break down and say, yes, have sex with me because you're super hot. And, and you know, she, yeah, she makes him work for it. She does make him work for it. And I appreciate that. <laughs> um, well, especially she, when he first starts, because he's still been kind of a jerk to her. So she's like, I'm going to need some more than that. Um, but yeah, I thought, yeah, like I said, I thought she did a good job because even when mom and I were both starting the book, it was like, he is such a jerk, but you know, there's going to be deeper issues at work here. <laughs> and there were. And there were. Um, but, uh, I thought Kristen Callahan did a good, cause she makes them, she makes him, she makes her also say some pretty awful things to him, but most of hers were in defense of things that he was lobs he was throwing at her first i did however like how he kept coming to her defense like when his agent like was going yeah. off on her and and her he, ad- his agent was awful yeah i think he should fire her and find yeah. a nicer one yeah. they're all awful though let's be honest <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> but um I'm, I'm sort of kidding but uh, <laughs> um so and then when they ran into his dad at the one and his dad yeah. starts going off on her and he's just like, Oh no. And yeah. he kind of, her dad says awful things too. Cause we didn't know his dad. Not yeah. Dad. His dad. Um, we didn't know exact. She, she says something. She makes a like passing comment about how she doesn't look like the rest of her family. So we know something is at play there, but then her dad, and is they're the, only 10 months apart. So that, yeah. And, but then, her, and then her dad, his dad is the one that kind of calls out the fact that, she was adopted, which she knew. Right. It's not like it was Nothing some secret, secret, but like Macon didn't know about it. Um, and also that was, I think the only time I cried in this book was when um, she is having that conversation with her mom and uh, talking about how she felt like she needed to make up some sort of difference, you know, because she was adopted and not their actual kid. And her mom is like, is that real? Is that like how you've been feeling this whole time? Because <laughs> it's just wrong. Yeah, it was, that was sweet. We chose you. We wanted you. Yeah. Um, uh, I cried and probably at that part, but there were other parts too. Uh, yeah, I know. Cause every time I walked out there, you were crying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I thought that she did a good job. Um, I mean, like, like I said, she gives herself quite the task in making them really antagonistic towards each other, but then, you know. Well, it has to be a true enemies to lovers. It's true. Um, okay, mom, let's talk about the conflict and how the sister is the worst, because she's the worst. She is the worst. Mm -hmm. Um, probably one of the worst villains I've caught. (laughs) And it's, and she's... She's particularly, because she's not, like, mustache twirly or anything Mm -mm. like that. She's particularly awful because she's her sister. And she's super manipulative. Like, she just goes for the jugular on her all the time. Like, feeds right into her insecurities. Yeah. And it's just a terrible thing, especially for a sister, to do. Yeah. Like, because part of me wonders if, if North were to get a book, if she would be the heroine. But she would have a freaking task ahead of her to get me to like that, to get me to like Samantha. North would like, I, hope, I hope not. Come around for that one. Yeah. Um, anyway, the conflict. So this is the one thing. This is my one quibble. Where you and I were both like, I didn't like that too much. Um, go ahead. So all they've been through, mm-hmm. I mean, these guys have been through, they were horrible, horrible, horrible to each other. 
then they start falling in love and and then reconciling some of their differences and getting over some of it and they're on board with one another and they're ready to start this you know they're they want to start this relationship Mm -hmm. and she gets a call from her sister who's been in hiding all this time yeah and her sister says to her um i'm coming back in a little while don't Don't, say anything to make don't say anything to make if you tell him i'll know because you know he'll retaliate he'll come after me and i'll know that you told him and she said, I'm coming back. And if you tell him, I won't come back. So don't tell Macon. Okay. So that's how that went down. Yeah. And then. Samantha comes back. Samantha comes back. And she says, well, I called you and I told you. And did it. And Macon's like, she called you? You knew where she was? And she's, I didn't know where she was. But she but told you didn't, you didn't tell me about the phone call? You didn't tell me that she called? And I thought we were trying to be truthful with one another. And she said, well, if I told you, she wasn't going to come back. And, and so, and he just blows up. And yeah. I'm like, really? Yeah. After all you guys have been through, after all she's forgiven you for, yeah. all the things she's forgiven you for, and you're going to lose it over this one thing, which really is kind of a non-issue at this point. Well, and he knows how, how her sister works. How manipulative she and is. And how good he, she is at manipulating Delilah in particular. Yeah. Like he's seen her doing it her whole life. And so, yeah, I, like, as soon as that was happening when I was reading it, I was like, ah, this book was, like, almost perfect. I know. (laughs) That was me, too. And I was like, oh. (laughs) Well, when when it, you, when she kept thinking, I should tell him the truth, but then, no, she wouldn't come back. So, and then I thought, oh, this is going to be it. This is going to be it. And it's not that big of a deal. (laughs) Yeah, it's really not in the, like you said, like, in the grand scheme of everything they've been through, it is not that big of a deal. Um. The redeeming, so, like, the thing that made me, like, not care about that as much is that he gets over it pretty quickly. He gets over it pretty quickly. She leaves, and he's like, "Ah, I was an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, he realizes pretty quickly that it was a dumb way to react. And the best thing, can I say the best thing about this book she comes back and no is when she tells her sister off oh my gosh yes <laughs> i highlighted it because when she's like i love you but you're a crap sister yeah <laughs> you're not a very good sister so come back when you've grown up or something yeah, like so that i was like stay out of my life freaking yeah. men um yeah her sister is the worst and you know she finds out that this whole incident that she had at prom, which was... Which she thought was making the whole time that he had planned it. And all these people start, like, there's only tater tots at the prom. And they all start throwing tater tots at her in her prom dress. Um, and she thought that it was making the whole time. And Macon, apparently, told... Because it, it was Samantha, her sister, who orchestrated this. Orchestrated the whole thing. Planned the whole thing. Macon didn't even know it was going to happen. Yeah. And so Macon is the one that tells Samantha, like, just tell, just act like it was my fault. And just tell her it was me and go. Because he knows that. And I won't ever tell anyone the truth. It'll be better for their relationship as sisters if she continues to think that it was him that did it. And, um, and he was going to, like, ride that to the grave. Yeah. But Samantha is like, he told you, didn't he? And that's how he got you to forgive him. And, and that's why you're so mad at me now. And, yeah. And she and and Delilah's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, they've they've been through um a lot, and 
Uh, Samantha is horrible. She is horrible. She's a horrible, <laughs> horrible person. Um, but yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about sex, baby. Mm-hmm. That's my, like, 20s version. Let's talk about <laughs> you and me. Um, okay, it's pretty hot. <laughs> it is pretty hot. And it, I mean, they don't really have sex till. Mom, pretty- I don't understand why you don't think of, like, oral or, <laughs> like, <laughs> if I had known these were the rules, <laughs> you're always, like, they don't have sex until like eighty percent of the way through well, the book. I guess like, there was no! <laughs> So that was a thing. Like, you know, if sixteen year old Ellen had known this, I would have been much more rebellious. Okay. I wouldn't have talked about this with sixteen year old Ellen. <laughs> um, like you only think of I, penetration. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about the bathroom scene. And that was like and I you know, like sixty nine percent. At what percent? <laughs> so, um, yeah, there was the bathtub scene. So there was that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that was pretty hands-on. Yes. <laughs> For, well, yeah, yeah. Was. Um, I did, that is, that is the best move a guy can make. That is, like, so smart. It's like, yeah, we'll take things slow. Just, you put your hands on you me. You just do what you want. <laughs> I'm giving you what you want. I'm saying let's go slow. So you just have at me. <laughs> Use my body as a playground. <laughs> as she does. Any guys who are listening, that's the best way to play it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and then um, they get after it on pool sides and things like that and it's also pretty hot and then her sister walks in and ruins everything because she's the worst she is the worst um what was your swooniest moment okay we haven't even mentioned what our my swooniest (sighs) moments well yeah we haven't mentioned what mine is either so i'm worried it's gonna be the same okay go go, you go ahead so after her sister uh, when she's on the phone with her sister her sister this is because she's terrible yeah her sister tells her, well, he's just manipulating you. He's an actor. How can you trust what he thinks or what yeah. he says? And um, she says, he's just playing you. He, you remember all the terrible things he said to you in high school. He still feels the same way. I know he does. He's just manipulating you. Which none of that is true because she kind of implies that he's still talking shit about her you know, as adults, and that does it's not... It's all lies. Yeah, that does I not mean, seem to I mean, Samantha's literally lying. Yeah. But, um, but she knows that those are Delilah's insecurities. insecurities. Yeah. So Delilah starts feeling insecure about yeah. all of this, and, uh, and she tells him, she's like, I still... That's when she says, I still feel insecure about things, and it's your fault. And anyway, mm. so they have all that... Well, then he goes and gets, first of all, this package. This is mine too, mom. Gosh <laughs> And it's a package that he sent her right after their graduation. Right after their prom. And it was returned to him. Yeah. And it, it sounds like Samantha just didn't even let Delilah see it. Just said return to sender and sent it back to him. She could tell it was from him to Delilah. And it was a necklace, a Tiffany necklace that he yeah. spent all his money on. Yeah. Bless, bless his him. sweetheart. Yeah. And um, with a letter where he basically apologizes for something that he didn't even do. And explains all this, you know, why, he, you know, there's a lot of explanation about why he did some of the things that he did and and um, when they were growing up. And, yeah. And uh, anyway, it was very, very sweet. I cried during that letter. Yeah. And then she's still like, well, what about, you know, 
And so he goes and gets another whole set of letters and he's been writing letters to her yeah. on every big occasion in his life since then. He's written a letter to Delilah that he never anticipated mailing, but yeah. it was just because of you, I was able to accomplish this. Yeah. And it was like her strength and her thing that pushed him forward. And to how he like wishes she was there and... And, you know, when all these big moments are happening to him, like, she's the first person he thinks about. And it's all very sweet. But it's also proof that he hasn't been feeling this way. He hasn't been feeling animosity towards her the whole time. He's been feeling affection towards her the whole time. Yeah. So, um, so her sister was a big, fat, freaking liar. Yeah. And I hate her guts. Yeah. 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 (laughs) She is the worst. (laughs) Um, yeah, that was mine, too. And I... And I cried reading those letters and all that stuff. I don't think I cried. Well, that's because you're heartless. Yeah. Well, listen, there's been plenty of times when I have cried and you haven't. And I've been amazed. Um, I I also just really liked how he... Not liked, but um, I, I was like, oh, and I already mentioned this, but just like how gutted he was when she kind of starts talking about like the things that you said to me and the way you treated me when we were kids, like really messed me up. Yeah, like wrecked me. And I think that boys can't understand, like, especially on anything to do with a girl's body when they're that age. Not that I don't, this never happened to me, but I'm not completely speaking. Oh, do you want me to tell my stories? (laughs) Yeah, you do have some. Um, And you, yeah. But, um, yeah, like... What a boy can say to a girl at that age about anything with body is can just be it will like stay with her until she's elderly, you know, like yes, <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah, mom did have some. When I was in high school, there's a group of friends, and I was pretty chummy with the boys. And I think part of the thing was is they just thought, well, I could take a joke, and yeah. I can. I I. Yeah, and my friend always says, well, my big joke is, I'm not fat. I have thick skin. I have super thick skin. And and I can take a joke. But there's some things, like you said, when you're a high school girl, yeah. that just hit you in the core. Yeah. And um, one time we were just goofing around, and we were switching around the last, the first letter of our last name and the first letter of our first name. So I was yeah. Julie. Yeah. And then my last name started with an M, so I became Mooley. And I was Mooley throughout high school. And it was never just Mooley. It was Mooley. <laughs> and um, that's a scar that I've carried with me for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and But I'm still friends with these guys. And, and that's whatever. Because they were stupid teenagers at the time. And, yeah. and um, anyway, yeah, I'd be sitting in class. And I'd hear someone out in the hall saying that super loud and I was just like oh my gosh how embarrassing for me (laughs) yeah well because it's not I mean like so of like other things that can be said to you when you're that age hit you particularly hard but I think even just insecurities that you develop at that age like if you develop them at that age you will carry them with you for the rest of your life like there's just something about getting insecurities at that age that just makes them particularly powerful I think of how emotionally distraught I was over my size at that time. I thought I was so fat. Yeah. And now I look back and I was like, I would slit a wrist to be that fat again. <laughs> but not just that, but it's like I wasn't I wasn't fat. And it's I know. and it's 
maddening to me that I spent so much time, I, I spent so much energy feeling bad about myself when yeah. I should have just been, I look awesome. Yeah. You guys can all just shut up. <laughs> I know. I think the same thing. Like if you could go back and just tell like your little self, like, no, you're, you're beautiful and perfect. Like yeah. don't, <laughs> you know, just don't feel that way. It's, it's really sad. I mean, luckily, um, as an adult, you usually get to a point where you're like, you know what, screw all y'alls. Yeah. I am who I am, and this is... But I really think that that, I mean, that doesn't... And a lot of a lot of that attitude that you gain as an adult is trying to combat like, yes, what absolutely. you developed as a teenager. Um, anyway, this got really yeah. heavy. Sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> no. un- unburden my my weird teenage angsty no. problems. No, but the thing is, is I was not an angsty teenager. I was like <laughs> No, you weren't. Uh, <laughs> I, was I wasn't I was a goofball. I wasn't either. In fact, there we talk a lot about how like I went easy on mom in the like angsty teenager department. You, you did. Yeah, cuz then my siblings made it a lot harder yes, on you. They did. <laughs> Just today we were watching that show. I was like, oh gosh, I'm so glad I'm not raising teenagers anymore. They're the worst. <laughs> yeah, they really are. But Ellen was easy. I was. Um, okay, let's hear from some of the listeners as to what they thought. First, do they we, agree with us or disagree? Or um, I think it's mainly agree with us. This okay. one seems to be overly because otherwise mostly wrong. positive. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I can see though where this would because even though we loved it. There were things we had, quibbles that we had. Yeah, so. and, um, okay, let me ask you this because I know some people bring it up. Did, how do you feel about the component of her, of him being her sister's ex-boyfriend and, like, high school, long-term boyfriend? Like, I mean, they dated for, like, six years or something. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't even know if they even ever had sex. I mean, they never yeah, even... Yeah, no, that's never fully stated. Brought up. Yeah. And he obviously... I mean, he even says, I only dated her because I didn't care for her. It doesn't mean he didn't have sex with her, though. <laughs> I'm well aware of how the teenage boy mind works. But um, uh, but still, I don't, I don't think that he had... I mean, he didn't have feelings for her, and... and yeah. It's almost like he dated her as a way to hang out with Delilah more than her. But that doesn't necessarily, and we know this to be the case, it doesn't mean that her sister didn't feel the same way. Right. And, and, and that's true. And I think that that's more what she needs to be concerned with than what, how he felt about this situation. I think in, at least in this situation where her sister is like the, <laughs> the most worst. awful. Yeah. The worst. Um, <laughs> as, as previously stated. Yeah. And he isn't. Yeah. And they both have these feelings for each other. Yeah. I say, you know, who cares what Samantha thinks? <laughs> yeah. I think only in the context of her sister's the worst um, is, I think that's why it's it's kind of overlooked in this book. Um, there, I could see, though, reading the premise of this book, it's like her sister's ex-boyfriend and being like, oh, I don't know if I like that a whole lot. Um but I don't know. I, it is what it is. It, and it, I like, guess it would depend on the situation. And in this particular situation, I was okay with it. Yeah. And even their mom, Samantha and Delilah's mom, was like, "Well, yeah, I could always tell that he had more feelings about you than her." I mean, if 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 there was some kind of a heartbreak involved, which I don't think there was in this case, if there was, if she was a sweet sister who you know got well, her heart broken, and, and then- Samantha says that a lot of the reason why she was 
a bitch to her and did this awful thing to her in high school is because she could tell that Macon had more feelings, anger or otherwise, towards Delilah, Delilah. than she did about than he did about Sam. Yes. And so, um, it was they were inevitable. Yeah. You know. And I don't have any, you know, experience with any of this. Yeah. Because there's no one that I even remotely looked at twice that my sister was interested in, <laughs> as she will tell you. <laughs> yeah, well, you and your sisters are very different people who <laughs> We're, are very different. And are, all who three are of us all are married very, to three very, di- very different people. people. It's very true. <laughs> um, okay, first we get to hear from Yay. listener Jessica about what she thought of this book. So let's take a listen to that. Hi, Mom and Ellen. It's Jess again. Although I absolutely hated hearing my own voice, especially on the podcast, I thought I'd send in my thoughts about Dear Enemy via voice memo again. I actually was the one who recommended this book for the podcast, so I'm really excited that it was selected for the summer reading lineup. And I hope you two love it, or at least really like it. I read this back in April and absolutely loved it. Um, To prep for the podcast, though, I actually listened to the audiobook. Guess what? Still love it. Um, Nobody really does a slow burn with so much chemistry and sexual tension like Kristen Callahan does. The tension oozed throughout the book. And when Megan and Delilah finally get together, I was like, ugh, stick a fork in me. I was done. (laughs) That bathtub scene... (laughs) Yeah. absolutely wrecked me <laughs> in the best way wrecked him too um, and seduction through food who knew that was oh, my gosh. love language yeah. although maybe i kind of knew that <laughs> um backing up though this book really grabbed me from the first page and i think it did a great job of setting up delilah and macon as childhood enemies and once they reconnected you know i think it was 10 years later the digs the banter the sarcastic remarks were just pure gold and I thought how Kristen handled the hero being the heroine's sister's ex-boyfriend really worked for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know that many authors could pull off that somewhat taboo trope in a satisfying and realistic way. And I loved that once Megan and Delilah reconnected, they really got to know each other as people, um, And that connection and that heartfelt emotion that they shared was really poignant. I also really loved that they worked to get past the old hurts and insecurities and they were able to finally see themselves, their true selves, and each other's true selves. Um, Just because I loved it, though, doesn't mean that I didn't have a few quibbles with the book, but they ultimately really didn't take away from my just pure enjoyment of the book and the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, how did all these people who grew up somewhere in the South end up in all right next to each other <laughs> in LA, including Delilah's mom and Macon's dad? Um, yeah. I don't know that I thought that was really believable. I also don't know that I really thought the final conflict was very convincing, but I do get that the old insecurities in Delilah kind of came up and so did Macon's insecurities, but I'm glad that the conflict lasted a very short time. I think it was only a night or even a few hours. Um, I also thought that maybe Sam was a little bit too much of a one dimensional villain type character and I really wanted her to get her comeuppance, but I don't think she really got that. Um, But again, despite the couple of quibbles, I really enjoyed this book 
And I thought it was so much more than an enemies to lovers book. And it really has stuck with me for a couple of months now. And now I'm wondering if Kristen has a book planned for North. Because if she does, I really, mm-hmm. really want to read it. Mm-hmm. And I really hope it's not North getting with Sam. Because I don't <laughs> think we've seen anything really so far that makes Sam redeemable to me. But anyway, I'm in it. If, it, if she writes it, I'll read it. So anyway, I hope you guys really liked the book. Those were my thoughts. And I can't wait to listen and hear what you guys have to say. Thanks so much, Jessica. Um, I didn't, this was my first time listening to that. And I'm like, oh, we, I've already, uh, you know, mentioned some of these things. So like, we're just of the same brain. Well, as she was talking, I got to thinking, I have a feeling she made Samantha so awful to make us be on board with the ex-boyfriend. Yeah, I think that is, I think that's a big part of it. Here's my thinking. And when Jessica was saying, um you know, that it's not completely tied up with Sam, that does kind of make me think that maybe Sam and North are going to have a book. Oh, gosh. Just because, like, maybe it's, maybe Sam's not done yet, you know? She's not fully cooked. And I don't know. I mean... But, and her selling out, like, we didn't even talk about uh, Macon and his yeah, car accident. Yeah. Okay, and I did see somebody mention that that plot with the stalker is a, is a little tied up too neatly and cleanly. That was a little weird. And I would agree with that. I kept thinking that that was going to be, there was going to be a much more climactic, you well, know, I thought we're stalker. going after her and he yes. has to save her. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. It was a little, um, like, too easy. One of them moved away and the other one got killed. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Um, but just so you guys know what we're talking about, he was, when she first got there, he had been in a terrible car accident. Yeah. And what had happened is these stalkers had, were following him and ran him off the road. Yeah. And then instead of calling 911, they were taking selfies with him all broken and unable to get out Which of his car. Which sadly happens a lot. I'm sure it does. And well, freaking Paul Walker. They yeah, sat and these... took video of him and no one called anybody. Yeah, I know. Anyway. Um, it's awful. Uh, uh, that whole thing and it made him a little hypersensitive to mm-hmm. the stalkers and and that's why he had north living there kind of bodyguarding and and uh yeah it was all a bit and i do agree that um them all moving to la is pretty convenient especially because at least for delilah and sam's family there's not any reason why they moved to la like even if there was just some fleeting comment about like Oh, they had family out there. Sorry, you can probably hear my dog snoring in the background because he's doing it very loudly. Um, but yeah, so that that was pretty <laughs> uh, that was pretty convenient. But um, anyway, uh, yeah. But I agree with everything. Yeah, else. I mean, we pretty touched on the, a lot of the same yeah. quibbles. And um, but I always we always love hearing from you guys. Um, so those were that was great and. I love your little Midwest accent, Jessica. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm assuming that's that's what you were getting as well, right? She's got some Midwest going on. A little bit of a twang. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Natalie says, 
Uh, I had started and stopped a couple different books before I picked this up. Luckily, it was just what I needed. There were certain plot points that seemed to be a little forgotten or tied up too nicely, like the end for the stalker. Oh, so it's not like, it says it. like the end for the stalker or the fact that his father showed up once and never again. But ultimately, that didn't bother me at all, all that much because I so enjoyed this book. It was snappy, fun to read, had a heroine you could root for, and it was just what I needed to get me out of a little book slump. Aren't those the best when you can get out of a little book slump? Um, Catherine says, I really liked it. I was worried about the sister's ex part of the premise, but it works out. In the beginning, you think the mom is all fragile and everything, but then by the end, Delilah learns that her mom has been very astute and compassionate her whole life. I can't wait to hear Ellen's take on the LA traffic times. <laughs> okay, there is one moment where they say, like, it takes, um... 20 minutes minimum to get five miles. And I'm like, honey, because I lived five miles, like I like five and a half miles from Hollywood. And everybody was like, oh, you must go to Hollywood all the time. I'm like, first of all, no, it's dirty and gross over there for the most part. Um, but 45 minutes minimum to get to Hollywood. Um, I think, though, it's it does seem like Kristen Callahan has some previous experience with she seems LA. to know LA pretty well. Um, and I will say most of her uh, comments on the <laughs> on the uh, just general attitudes of the entertainment industry people that is spot on, <laughs> which is a big part of the reason I did love why I got out. I did love Delilah singing in the agent's office. Yeah, that, that was, was priceless. Yeah, that was good. Um, uh, Catherine continues. Uh, she said that could be a new song segment for books set in California. Oh, what could a, what could a song be? Um, you never actually drive. You never actually. <laughs> it's time to not drive. It's time to not drive. You, come up with you tune, never then. actually <laughs> drive in LA. There's other tunes out there, you know. No, it's just the Kit Kat <laughs> theme. We're gonna get sued. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine continues still. Uh, enemies from the past lovers can be a hard sell for me because I can't imagine even being friends now with the people I fought with in high school. So true. But combined with Fork's proximity and the banter, I was along for the ride. I, and I will definitely agree with that. I think what helps sell this, and I think a, a big part of why they have, why they have such a strong connection is because they have such a shared history without even realizing it you know yeah. like they both have these really strong nostalgic memories tied to this grilled cheese sandwich that her mom used yeah. to make and um and i want that grilled cheese sandwich yeah and like they they spent a lot of time together begrudgingly you know as kids and uh and i think that that you know gives you a lot of shared i don't know dna in, yeah. a, in a term in a Way of saying it. And I think we need to go with California driving. <laughs> California <laughs> driving. <laughs> it takes a long, long time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. I cannot tell you how happy I am not to be doing LA driving anymore. <laughs> yeah. Ours is a lot better. But... Yeah. No, it is a lot better. Anything <laughs> is a lot better than there. Um, okay. Cassie says, I really liked this book and didn't want to put it down. It had great banter, likable main characters, steamy chemistry, and slow burn pining, too. It checked a lot of boxes for me. Um, I will say, I have read, I 
because I was looking at other books by Kristen Callahan. I've read the game on series. I think that's what it's called. Um, I read it a while ago and I don't honestly remember a lot about it. I just recognized the covers and the fact that I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've read those. Um, so it's essentially like I recognize the pictures from this picture book that I read. <laughs> Basically. Um, so th- obviously those are not like super memorable to me. Um, but I don't, I, they're memorable in the fact that I don't remember hating them. So I suppose <laughs> that's, that's, that's a selling point in favor. Um, but if you guys have other Kristen Callahan books that you, I mean, I would definitely give her yeah, another. And I would another. love to see a North book. Yeah. Maybe not with Sam. Not with but... Sam though. Um, <laughs> Just have Sam's like saga continuing, and maybe in that book you could like redeem her a little bit, and then well, maybe and give we her don't a ever exactly see. This is another reason why I think it might be her that is in his book is because we don't find out exactly what went down between them. Just that she kind of was pulling him by the lead, you know. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, Heather says I absolutely loved this book. The premise was super cute. I really liked the history between the characters and how much love they actually had for each other. I love a good slow burn, and this filled my need for a slow burn. Um, it's funny. I don't know that I would call it. I mean, it does take them a while to, like, hook up. Um, well, they had a lot of stuff to get through. Yeah, but they always, I mean, like, both of they them. were pretty freaking instantly, like, hot for each other. other. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It's, it's not like... It's not like a Marianas Potter or something. Yeah, but even when she hated him, she's like, but he's so freaking hot. And look at how great his body is. And, you know, as a reader, you're like, okay, so you don't actually, like, straight up hate him. (laughs) And it's making my, you know. Nethers tremble. Um, (laughs) Megan says, I really, really, really liked this book. Almost loved. The heroine made my eye twitch once or twice, but not enough to really take away from the overall enjoyment. The letters were so stinking swoony. I was a puddle of meltiness. I'm going to steal that phrase. Uh, This book put me on a Kristen Callahan path and I ended up devouring her VIP series, which I absolutely loved and highly recommend. Okay. There you go. So there I go. Um, Tiernan says, I loved this book. Solid three stars. The sister really bothered me a lot and I did not like her storyline. The bullying, I guess you would call it, broke my heart and I really felt for Delilah's pain and mortification. I liked Saint and wanted the author to develop more of his intellect. You only saw glimpses of it. Good banter and humor. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I agree, though. Like, you saw your... She's right. You saw, like, glimpses of, like, oh, he's more than just, like, a pretty face. And I would have liked... What's wrong with just a pretty face? I mean, it's... People (laughs) get by on much less. Um, Shannon says, I loved this book. I really enjoyed reading about a passionate couple who challenged and supported each other the way Macon and Delilah do. I loved the dual POV. Yes. Some of my most heart-swelling moments were in Macon's thoughts and inner dialogue. I couldn't put it down. Read the whole thing in two days. Um, yes. I was, like, just clamoring most of the time. I was like, okay, I want to get to a Macon chapter. Because <laughs> something would happen in her POV, and I'm like, okay, I want to I want to hear what he was thinking during that. You know, because we usually got, like, some reference to what he was thinking. Well, and there were a lot fewer Macon chapters than Delilah Yeah, there chapters, were. But that's usually the case. Yeah. Um, Paige said, I've had Dear Enemy for months and this finally gave me the perfect excuse to stop procrastinating and get it done. I enjoyed it so much that I stayed up all night reading and probably would have continued all through the morning, but I did eventually decide to be somewhat responsible and go to bed. 
been there, girl. I, I, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I have moments where it's, you know, three o'clock in the morning, I'm 70% of the way through and I'm, I have to like literally throw my book to the other (laughs) side of the room. So I stop reading it. Um, she said, okay, while enemies to lovers is my favorite trope, I'm not typically into Hollywood romances, but I'm not surprised that I ended up loving this as much as I did because I think Kristen Callahan could make me love anything. She's such a phenomenal writer. I mean, she's successfully pulled off a paranormal fantasy historical romance series. So I have mad respect for her and have no doubts that she can write any genre trope, whatever she puts her mind to. I loved the banter and playfulness between Delilah and Macon and how they slowly developed a friendship, uh, began to trust one another and open up. I absolutely loved Delilah, but Macon tore me up with his letters. I was just a total goner for him and he was my, and he has my undying devotion until the end of time swoon. Dear enemy absolutely delighted me. I couldn't get enough of it. And it's for sure one of my favorite reads of the year. Good. Yeah. It's ringing. We really liked it as well. Yeah. It's, it's up there. Um, yeah, I also typically, I don't gravitate towards Hollywood romances in general either, just because I don't always feel like people get it right. Um, but I thought she did a pretty good job with with all of that. Um, Jason, singular male listener Jason, sorry, sometimes I forget his title, <laughs> um, said, I really like this book. I enjoy Delilah's journey to overcome old wounds while it's saint came to terms with the truth of his feelings of course i thought the sister was a shit but i'm sure i was supposed to feel that way (laughs) overall i have to say it came close to a love for me um erin now she she says i may be in the minority but i didn't really like this book and judging by the comments she is in the minority uh the first 75 percent was a slog to get through and was almost a dnf while I normally love the enemies to lovers, this story never really captured what I enjoy about the trope. I could not understand Delilah's willingness to work for Macon given their history. The stealing sister slash fragile mother reasoning was paper thin. Their banter often felt really juvenile, not funny and, se- and not sexy. I also had a major issue with Macon's nickname of Tot for Delilah. The tater tot incident was described as such a painful moment for... Delilah that she still has nightmares about it and yet she seems perfectly fine with Macon's constant use of it. I know he says it's a term of affection but I'm sorry you don't get to decide the meaning for someone else. I agree with that. Um, The adoption storyline also seemed to be shoehorned in at 50% of the book, 50% of the way through the book and I'm still not clear why. Was it just easy justification for Sam's terrible behavior and why would Macon not know she was adopted, but his dad did. I did think the book was wrapped up nicely in the end, but it almost felt a little too late. I think the, for me, I, the The adoption adoption thing thing, was more about her insecurities. Yeah. It's, it's kind of what gives her some insecurities. And I think it's kind of what, um, informs her need to protect Sam. You know, she says like, she feels like it's her place you know, like she said, she needs to make up some sort of difference in her mind, um, in not being their real kid. Um, and I think that, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty common. They grew up in a small town that the dad would know, you know, she wasn't pregnant with that kid. And it's not like he and his dad had a relationship where they would sat and and shared a lot of stuff with each other. Yeah. And so I, I think, 
especially because I don't know. I think it's more common for adults to pick up on those things and for kid for kids to kind of right. Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> especially if they were around at the time it all went yeah, down. Yeah, which I it was never super clear on that, but um, but tater tot thing. I think you are totally justified in in thinking that, and um, and I do also think that her being worried about her mom's fragile heart was over overboard. But she later also finds her mom also tells her that that was overboard yeah, in her you thinking don't have to worry that about way. Me. Yeah. Um, Deanna says, I really liked this one. He was so awful to her in the pro- prologue. I wasn't surprised it took her so long to let it all go. I liked that they both recognized how much they hurt each other, and it was obvious that they were both trying to work through it. I found their individual struggles to work through the past very believable. I did feel like there were a few plot points that didn't make sense. Dad showing up the one time and then never again was odd. Also didn't like how the stalker plot plot wrapped up. It's hard to decide which book sister I hated more, Sam or Liv from Bromance Book Club, who I remember we also thought was pretty the worst. Um, I Sam think Sam's worse though. Yes. Liv was just kind of an idiot. Yeah. Uh, Sam was extremely selfish and I felt was just as much the enemy as Macon. And we've come to find out that possibly more. More, yeah. I'm glad she didn't get redemption in the end, though. I think it would have lessened Delilah's growth for me. I need Rote North to get his own story. Yes, Team North. Um, and then finally, Emily says, I love this one. The relationship was so hot and finding out their truths was interesting. I even bought an IRL copy. So, yeah, I really liked it. It's a true test right there. Um, yeah, so... Pretty much, it sounds like overall a win Most the people. for everybody. Um, yeah, I I really liked it. I thought it was, yeah, like it a lot of people have said. And, and we both read it in just a couple days, too. I mean, we yeah, plowed I think through it pretty fast. Basically, just the course of what, what is essentially one day. Um, yeah, I really liked it. Um, and I, I can get... and. There are, especially as you guys bring up more of them, there are things, I think the stalker thing didn't get wrapped up as nicely as it could have or should have. Um, but I thought overall, just their their kind of journey. I think it's also important to point out, which I don't think I did, that Samantha is the one that told the stalkers what his oh, where yeah. to find him. Yeah. So Samantha's just horrible across the board. Yeah, she really is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> In case we haven't made that clear. Um, but no, I, I just really liked it and, um, I thought she did a really good job and I'm going to have to maybe check out that VIP series someday. You know how I am. I do know how you are. I will, (laughs) if there is a North book though, I will read that. I will read a North book as well. Um, any other final thoughts? Uh, no, I really think this was a love for me and... Yeah. I, I So thank you to Jessica. Yeah, Jessica. For Thanks, recommending girl. um and for sending an audio. Love ya. Um okay, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Dear Enemy by Kristen Callahan. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On July 20th, we'll be discussing A Court of Thorns and Roses 
by Sarah J. Moss. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love reading them. All right. Thanks, Mom. Ellen, you're ever so welcome. I know. Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.